Welcome to the podcast, Conversation with Jeff Bucknam. Dr. Jeff Bucknam is the lead teaching pastor at Harvest Bible Chapel, and I'm the host of this podcast, Tommy Kreitz. Welcome back. New year, new season. It is season two, Pastor Jeff. It is. That's uh, that's a that's the sequel. It is. The sequel to the first. Which usually it, what the second is, yes. Yes. Will it be will it be better? Well, there's not a lot of sequels that are better than the original. I feel like we should a few. Yeah, we should maybe go through a couple of those right now. Uh, maybe if you're listening right now or watching right now, first off, if you're watching, welcome. Hi. It's good to see you or you see us. Like and subscribe <laughs> on our YouTube page. Like to know that you're watching. And uh, I don't know, is there is there like a podcast listening equivalent to that? No. Virtual no. high five. No, I think you can subscribe to the podcast. Of course you can. Is that a thing? Sherry's um, shaking her head. Yep, you could do it. Yeah, so the best sequel ever. Ever. So my mind is pretty made up on this because not only do I think it's the best sequel ever, it's actually my favorite movie of all time as well. My my favorite movie is a sequel. Which is? Which is The Empire Strikes Back. You know, okay. It's, it is my favorite movie. Here's why. It started when I was young, a young man. Um, I grew up, my, my grandmother actually introduced me to Star Wars. I thought Wars. the third one was better. See, a lot of people think that. Yeah. Uh, I'm not one of them. I Here's why, though, in the beginning, uh, it shifted over time. In the beginning, the snowtrooper yeah. from the Hoth, you know what I'm talking about? The the Battle of Hoth, yeah, the snow but, planet. Yeah, yeah. That snowtrooper, when I was a young man, it blew my mind. That would, There was like a different type, and like he looked so cool, and they had like a tripod gun, and I'm like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, later on, though, as I grew up and I started appreciating the bridge in the story, I liked that a lot. So, favorite did movie? you? Yeah, I did. Okay, I did. I actually did. So it wasn't just the, the movement, little, the little character guys. And it wasn't stuff just that the little play yeah. with you. <laughs> it okay. started there, yeah. but it morphed. I always thought that the first that that the next three of those the the original one with Anakin and stuff uh -huh, they yeah. were the best the ones. Don't you think that they were the best I sequels? Could not disagree with you more. Uh, <laughs> Now the only thing that would uh, you're that such I, a Star Wars geek. That's ridiculous yeah. because they, <laughs> what like what was so bad about it? I like them, so I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a prequel. You have a hater. Jar Jar Binks doll in your room. I do not. I, Misha loves it. Misha. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, it was good. That was yeah. super accurate. Uh, I I like the prequels. Um, I don't love Jar Jar, uh, but I I do like the prequels. I do not like the sequels though. Hey, the guy who is in the prequels, those those ones. Mm -hmm. uh, Hayden Christensen, Anakin, that one. Is he? Does he act anywhere else? He did a couple other movies and they kind of fell off. He right? was awful. Yeah, he did a. Yeah, well, the writing didn't help. Um, he, so we're blaming the writing. Well, okay, you know George. You know George. Yeah, sure. He's a little, you know, uh, Mr. Lucas. I think like he was in one other movie like called Awake. Is that right? Was that the name of it? He was like awake during the surgery. That was the movie? That was it. A lot of internal monologue. I wonder what would happen if you were awake during your surgery. Yeah, and like, so not a lot of face acting, which, you know. It was probably good. Probably good for him. doesn't do that very well. <sighs> Tough. This has become a pile on Hayden Christensen. I think that Toy Story 2 is better than Toy Story 1. Wow, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. I also, Terminator 2 is better than Terminator 1. Yes. Because Terminator 1 was... What was that even about? It was in the 1980s, and uh -huh. it was it was about him coming back. 
Arnold Schwarzenegger coming back. Yeah. But it just was, didn't He was the bad guy in that one though, right? Yeah, he was the bad guy, but in, that was what was so clever about Terminator 2. He came back as the good guy. And now there's like Terminator 3 and Terminator 12. There's, yeah, Terminator yeah, there's like whatever. Terminator 21. Was yeah. Fast and Furious <laughs> 2 better than Fast and Furious 1? Does uh, anybody even know I what don't, Fast and Furious 2 was? It's all a blur. There's so many of them now. There I are. mean, was um, Saw 2, was Saw 2 better than Saw 1? Oh yeah, there's a lot of those too. Ugh. Ooh, yuck! I haven't seen one of those in no. We would since the I first wouldn't one. recommend ever seeing any of those movies. Don't put your mind through that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Usually though, the sequel is a bit of a letdown. Frozen Two was a letdown. Yeah, right. That's tough. <clears throat> Frozen One had way better songs. All the Matrix, all the Matrix. Well, did you see the follow ups <laughs> are oh, terrible. The They're all one. bad. And the newest one has fallen the farthest. I'm going to go watch that soon. Because I'm so I, sorry. Uh, my condolences, our condolences are with you as you watch it. Uh, yeah. Is Neo in it, though? Is he in it? Uh, Spider-Man 2. Is that better than Spider-Man 1? Oh, Dr. Octavius was in that one. I Yeah, that's oh. pretty, a pretty good one. Original, the Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi one. All right. So essentially, essentially we're, we're going to be you can accomplish in the second, yeah, second season. We shall be the Toy Story 2s. Yeah, although it's not off to world. a good start. Yeah, this is the, this is no Hoth that we're on here. Yeah, this, this is, is the, we no have not snort, no snort. It's snort not trigger. open. It's not opened up with uh with the scenes. I don't know. Ice I, planet. I feel like the last season we started off interviewing me, so it's only an upward angle from this point. So, new year. It is new, new season. Yeah, we're excited about it. New us. Let's go. Let's go. And uh, we're going to be starting with a fantastic conversation today with Pastor John Bell who is the campus pastor of our Aurora campus. And uh, he has a story. And that's why we have these conversations is because we know that God has given everyone a story. And uh, we can't wait to hear uh, how God has worked in the life of Pastor John Bell. And you guys are going to have a conversation about that. So let's get into it. Hi, this is Jeff Bucknam, and I am here with my friend, John Bell. John is the campus pastor of our Aurora campus at Harvest Bible Chapel in Chicagoland. Uh, how long have you lived in Chicagoland, John? Is this your hometown? This is not my hometown. My wife and I, we've lived here for four and a half years. We moved here in summer of 17. Okay. Why did you move here in summer 17? For the youth pastor position at the Aurora campus. Oh, wow. Yeah. A youth pastor. That's what you wanted to be? Was that what you wanted to be when you were a little guy? Did you think to yourself, someday I'm going to feed everybody pizza? I did not. Pizza does sound good. That happens to be one of my favorite foods. But I had no idea that that was what the Lord would have for me. So Okay. Where are you from then? What's 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 uh, John Bell's hometown? So my I was born in South Korea. My hometown is South Nashville, Tennessee, Franklin, Tennessee. Okay. And uh, I was through Franklin, Tennessee uh, just a few days ago. Really? I want you to know that. I drove through Franklin, Tennessee, and I, I liked Tennessee. I thought it was, it was nice. It was kind of rolling green hills, and I wasn't expecting that. I always thought, because people in the West Coast, like us, we think the rest of the country is just flat. 
mm. basically, other than the Rockies. Yeah. So when I come across like rolling green, pretty hills and stuff, I was like, oh, okay, I can see why people are moving to Nashville. There's a lot of people moving to Nashville these days. It's a hit place to live. It wasn't always like that. Why? But, uh, well, it's a country music scene that's blown up so big in the Christian artistry scene is huge there now a lot of labels are down there and in nashville in nashville especially franklin where i'm from okay a lot of labels down there yeah so that's like the center of christian music i'd say it's one of them for sure for sure (laughs) but were you going down 65 is that why you stopped because that's a that's a frequent stop for a lot of people yes yes but i didn't stop in franklin i just noticed that it was there and I think I've known in the past that you were from Franklin, Tennessee. How did you get from South Korea to Franklin, Tennessee? And don't say by plane. By plane. <laughs> so I'm adopted. I was okay. actually adopted. I was born in South Korea to uh, a teenage young lady. Do you know her now? I don't. I don't know my biological parents. Okay. From the information that we do know, we think she was around 15 or 16. Oh, wow. Yeah, so young, yeah. Have you ever been interested in finding out? I was very curious in college. Okay. And tried to do a search and uh, they didn't leave much information. They basically had me in a, a small clinic and uh, didn't leave any information. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of like needle in the haystack if you were to find that out or not even, it's not even accessible really. Totally. Yeah. There would, it'd be very hard pressed to, for me to find information. Okay. I was really, cur- really curious in college. So I was born in South Korea in June and then my parents now, my adoptive parents, they were trying to have kids for about a decade and they were unable and so they decided to go in the route of adoption. So my dad's dad, my grandfather, was in the Korean War. And after he got out of the Korean War, he had a huge heart and for the for the war devastation that had that went on. Yeah. And he uh did like a big clothing drive and filled up these eighteen wheeler trucks, like dozens of them in the United States back in Nashville, Tennessee. And then he shipped them over to South Korea. So when my parents weren't able to have kids they're like, what's the one place that we'd adopt from? In Korea. Asia, South Korea, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Have you been back to South Korea ever? We haven't. We haven't. My brother and I, so my brother's also adopted. You're like the least Korean Korean <laughs> anywhere. Basically. Okay. Yeah, totally, 100%. So uh, we haven't been back yet. My brother's also adopted. He's younger. He's two and a half years younger than I am. Okay, from Korea as well. From Korea as well. And okay. we're kind of waiting until we're all on board and then... Maybe we'll make plans to go back one day as a family. Yeah, that'd be cool. Well, my dream. Not my, that you'd remember any of it, but it would right. need to be kind of from your ancestral home and all that. Right. Because we came, I came to the United States October 31st. So like five months after I was born. Oh, wow. Yeah, so super early. So you're a Southerner. I'm a do Southerner. Call, do you call, is that, that's what you call a Southerner? Somebody from uh, Nashville, Tennessee, like Tennessee is a South, the South. Totally the South. Well, I was having a debate about this when I was driving through there. We were trying to figure out what's this, what, like, where does the South end? And I think we decided that we think that most of the South, that language, comes from uh, the Civil War. So if you're, like, is Virginia in the South? Virginia's the South. Okay. No. West Virginia in the South? No. See? I would say no. To me. I would say no. Tennessee's in the South. For sure. Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. Okay. Missouri? Yeah, ish. So there's a difference. I think like Tennessee's the South, but South then you Dakota get like is that in the South? Deep south. No, they just use the word South. Oh, come on, I know they stole it. 
I would say like there's a difference between the South. Like we would differentiate between Kentucky, Tennessee South, but then you have like deep Mississippi. Okay, so that's different. Deep South. Georgia South, yeah. Okay, yeah. Like you guys think those people are a little weird. Huh? A little weird, yeah, a little. Yeah. You're the real. You're the real thing. Right, real thing. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> okay, so you're you're Tennessean. I'm a Tennessean, born and bred. So you not born and bred, just bred. So you uh you grew up in a family with two. You're a younger brother. Yeah. Yeah, and you have parents, and uh, it sounds like a Christian family. Totally. My parents are some of the most godly people I've ever met in my life. So, What'd your dad do? What was his job? My dad was in insurance. He's retired now. He was in insurance. What kind of insurance? Um, city claims. He worked with all the cities in Tennessee except for Nashville. Oh. And cl- worked closely with police officers. And Okay. Did yeah. you ever want to go into insurance? No. Why not? Not for me. Well, what's, what about it's not for you? Uh, I didn't want to sit at a desk all day. You didn't want to make cold calls? <laughs> that would be the hardest thing, don't you think, for an insurance agent? Because you got to drum up business, and you got to call people right. on the phone. Hey, this is John. Right. Do you need insurance? Right. My dad would, he more like, more. his job was more like sending people out to do. Oh, he was more important than that. He was a little, saying, a little yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know about more, he would never yeah. say more important, but. Okay. Yeah. That's good. And your mom? My mom was a pharmacist. Oh, wow. Um, for a long time. But then she retired from that and in her 40s and then got back into children's ministry. Okay. Why do you not have an accent? I don't know. People ask me that all the time. They're like, you're from the South? Yeah. Yeah. They're like, we well, don't I've hear the draw. To, I've talked to other people from Tennessee <laughs> and they say that kind of thing and you don't sound like that at all. In fact, you sound kind of like you're from California. Really? Like if I met you, I'd be like, oh, you're kind of West Coasty. Cause I don't, I don't think I sound like I'm from the Midwest either. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. No, you, yeah, but you're not a Midwesterner. No. Yeah. But you, so you, you grew up in, in that town. Did you, did you grow up uh, playing sports or were you a musician? Like, what did you like to do when you were a kid? Yes. Kind of both. So my brother and I were really active in sports. We, we just like to play outside all the time. So we played baseball, played basketball. What position you play in baseball? Uh, I played infield, but I couldn't hit very well, man. Why so ah, when it got faster, I just couldn't keep up. Yeah. And then, you know, you know, baseball. I do. I stopped playing baseball when, when I uh, got pe- pegged with a pitch once. And I said, that's, I'm done with this. Oh yeah. There's, I'm, there's no way. Why would in the world would I stand in front of somebody who wants to throw that hard? So my son, <laughs> even now who's, he throws really hard. He's, yeah. he's like. Whenever I give him grief, he's like, you want to stand in against me? You want to stand in against me? And I always tell him, yeah, dude, I'd take you, I'd take you deep. You don't want to, you don't want that. Seriously, you want me to hit you? Like, I'd never let you hear the end of it. But there's no way I would ever stand in against him. There's no way. We throw it was really hard. Yeah, like 90. Like 90s. 90s miles at 95 mile an hour. Oh, no chance. It's like ridiculous. There's no way I'm going to do that. No. So I, st- I, I decided to be a pitcher. Oh. Yeah. Did you throw hard? No. No, not not nineties, not touch nineties. Okay, yeah. could you do that right now? If we if we no chance, I don't have an arm. I go play dodgeball with our students for like two seconds. And my arm's about to fall off. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's how I quit baseball. I was pitching in a game, and ever seen that movie Rookie of the Year? I do. When yeah, that, I have when seen that it. old guy, I forget his name, when he like throws and he throws his arms out, and he had to. That was you. That felt like it. Yeah. Oh wow! I didn't hear a rip or a tear. You were like, I was like, no I'm more. Done. I'm done. Yeah. Wow! But played in high school then. No, I played early in elementary and then a few years in middle school got sick of it i started running played tennis with some of my buddies 
Is that your is that tennis your big game? No, I just it just running felt fun running. I love running. Yeah, and that's weird to Sorry, a lot of people. What? I love running. Yeah. Did you have to learn to love running? No. What do you mean? The you just started running one day. And you were like, "This is great." Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no one understands. Some people think that that people love running because of the endorphins. Yeah. Which I think is true, but I truly do. So it's do. a drug. It's kind of a drug addiction for oh. you. For some, yeah. Yeah, they have edibles that give you the same. Anyway, <laughs> I'm kidding. I would. I don't know that, and I wouldn't know that. Um, so, uh, John, have you ever run a marathon? I've run a few, yeah. Whoa, a few. A few. Like So list off the marathons six. that you've run. I've run six. I've run, I've ran two in Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. Sorry. So it's pronounced Louisville. Louisville. No, it's pronounced Louisville. Okay, yeah, whatever you say, brother. <laughs> I have a friend who got mad at me because I kept calling you Louisville. No, Louisville, Louisville. Okay. People from Louisville hate when people call it Louisville. I know they do. So it's fun to say Louisville yeah, I know. to them. Just to tick them off, troll them. But anyway, you have six six of them. You have two in Louisville, Kentucky. I've attempted three in Louisville, only completed two. I've Whoa, 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 whoa. You attempted three? Yeah. What happened on the third one? Oh, it was bad news. Well, what happened? I cramped up bad. At what mile? Mm. 15. Oh. Yeah. So it was early. Did you just not eat enough of those little gel things or? I don't know. There, it, that could have been it. Was it a hot day? No, it was like 60. Wow. So that kind of threw you off. It did. Wow. And then, yeah. So I've, I've attempted eight and it completed six. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's like yeah. LeBron. <laughs> that, he's not as good as you. I don't know about that. He's like three out of eight. Jordan six for six. Yeah, he was. So are you? What's your best time? Uh, two hours and no. forty-seven minutes. You can run, like you can legitimately run. It's it's a it's a go, it's an okay time. It's a good time. What do you mean it's an okay time? Most it, of the people are listening right now, thinking, um, <laughs> if you gave <clears throat> if you gave me half a day to run twenty-six miles, I wouldn't be able to do it. But two <laughs> hours, that's pretty impressive. It's 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 respectable, I guess. Okay. Yeah. How do your legs feel after you're done? They're done. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to walk. I went to. I was in uh, uh, New York with a friend of mine. We went to watch him run the New York Marathon, and afterwards, of course, we're in New York. He wants to go and see the sights and stuff. So we went out and started looking at the sights, and it was the funniest thing watching that guy go down the stairs after he'd done that. <laughs> Like, it was ridiculous. He couldn't even, his legs just wouldn't work. Oh, it's so true. After each marathon, if someone were to just do this to me. You would do what? I'd fall down. Oh, just push you with a finger? Yeah, my yeah. wife likes to do that. <laughs> she likes to push me a little bit. Can you do it? Can you stand? Can you stand? And sitting down's the worst. Yeah, That's it's good. painful. So you ran, uh, did you run in high school then? Was that a? I ran a few years in high school, cross country. Cross, not track. Not track. Okay. And I was like, oh, this is okay. And then I was like, well, I want to play tennis. More fun. And then I didn't run till I was, I'm 36 now. I didn't revisit running till I was 30. Wow. Yeah. You had a musician too, though. Yeah. What do you play? I played drums and guitar. I've never heard you play drums. I don't know if you'd want to now. Why? Pretty rusty. I wouldn't be able to tell the difference between rusty drums and not rusty drums. Isn't that terrible? I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a clue. Yeah. But guitar as well? Guitar a little bit, yeah. Wow, did you like grow up playing in a band or anything? I was a youth group um, worship Oh yeah, kid, yeah. So like I had, there was, I grew up in a youth group, and there was a couple guys that I really looked up to that were older than me, 
and they played drums and guitar. I'm like, I want to be like them. Wow. I want to serve the Lord. And so my mom and dad got me a drum set when I was in fifth grade and took lessons. And, and then I just played at worship, played at camp, played at youth group. And wow, it was really fun. So you kind of can are you a camp guitarist then? You know, you got the five chords and you just re you play them all the time. Like G C E minor yeah. D. Yeah, yeah. yeah You've, for sure. I, do you know who Phil Collins is? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he sings while he's at the drums. You do that? <laughs> yeah. With the Garth Brooks mic. You're a drum singer. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you want that. Only the Lord likes my singing. <laughs> One of my favorite things is when you see a drummer who's singing. I know. Like, Wait a minute, that's not right. Yeah, it's Kevin Malone on the office is a <laughs> singing drummer. Yes. Um so have you you've never been in a band though? Not no. like an official band named Titus or you know, no. like Black Stallion. Never on that level. Okay. No interest. Okay. Just I What's honestly your favorite just, kind of music? I love worship music. Okay. Uh obviously it's because it's to the Lord and truth about him. But I, I just love it. I like I honestly just need to fill my mind with with good things. So okay. I listen to worship music. But uh, I like other music too. Like I like um, rock and okay. Yeah. So when you grew up in, was it the church that you grew up in really? Um, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking back. I'm just thinking. Okay, Franklin, Tennessee, and now I'm connecting all of this with my perception of what church in the South would have looked like growing up in the what the 90s. Yeah, 90s, early okay. 2000s. Yeah. Uh, well, I know. Was it really conservative and really like you weren't allowed to, you, you didn't listen to regular rock music or was it, I don't know, what kind of church was it? Totally. Very conservative. Very conservative. Like when I was younger, we would dress up going to church, like tie and tuck in the shirt and really jacket. Yeah. You wore a jacket sometimes. Like even from a little guy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And then for sure, like all music that wasn't. Is it like Southern Baptist church? It was a Christian church, Church of Christ. Okay. Yeah. And uh, even the school, uh, the private school I went to was, was very conservative too. So it felt like I was going to church. So you were kind of inundated with the, in the Christian world. Totally. All right. Best Christian band you ever heard? Oh, DC Talk. Ah. Uh, Audio Adrenaline. They, Audio Adrenaline went to my church. They did? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's must be a big church. Uh, well, it wasn't. Really? They just... Couple, few dudes. I don't even know. I've, I think yeah. I don't even know if I've ever heard an audio adrenaline song. Oh, I know yeah, the okay. name of the band. Big House. Oh yeah, yeah. I was singing that to my kid the other day just because I was goofing around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. So, uh, wow, but you like church? I do. Like when you were a kid, you, there was it. not. There was never a point where you were like, "Man, when I get out of here, I'm done with this." No, no. Your no. brother, same thing. Uh, a little bit. Okay. Yeah. For the most part, we love church. We grew up going to church and... Did you go to Christian college? I did. So Christian everything all the way through? Everything. Holy smokes. Yeah. Okay. Love church. Love VBS back in the day. V what's VBS? Vacation Bible School. Okay. What, what did you do for VBS? So it's it was geared towards elementary, elementary kids and you would go... We, at our church, we'd show up in the morning, do some arts and crafts. Worship the Lord with, you like going, going VBS, yeah. yeah. And did you, you end would, up working at it at some point, like leading it and things? Uh, no. I did you ever? When did you get interested in ministry? Not till my senior year of high school. Oh, okay. Yeah. What made you interested? I was at a student conference, and uh, they did a gospel call, 
and I had given my life to the Lord in middle school, but my youth pastor. Well, you're was, from the South, so you have to do that like 35 times before it actually clicks. You know that, right? Right, right. Yeah, okay. Every camp rededication. Yeah, you got to. Throw something in the fire. <laughs> yeah. You got to keep pushing it. Do you do? Eventually, it, yeah, it works. It works, finally. Something will click, you know, so. Throw something in the fire. You remember that? That is the greatest Christian subculture thing <laughs> ever. I actually think when we stand before God, he's going to he's gonna say, but did you throw anything in a fire at one point? You're going to be like, yeah, okay, you can come in. <laughs> <laughs> can I make a confession about throwing stuff in the fire? Yeah. Did you never throw anything in the fire? I did, but I, but like. Did you go back later and get it? I wish. I had to throw away some good music. What? And I loved Whoa, 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 whoa. You were throwing music into the fire. Like there was some gospel calls where we would come back. So it'd be like, what you're listening to, what you're filling your mind with. You need to fill your mind with God's word and you need to give up all music that's not Christian music. Being at a conference. What camp were you the, going to? The, the next week, we were to bring those CDs or tapes and throw them in the fire. Okay, I want to know. It was so hard. What did you throw in the fire? Oh, gosh. Come on. (laughs) Def Leppard. Close. (laughs) Metallica. (laughs) The Black Album. Oh, yeah. It's some hip-hop. They just go way back, like (laughs) Pub Daddy and the Family. (laughs) Master P. (laughs) Usher. (laughs) Oh, that Usher. Incubus. Hoobastank. Wow. (laughs) I know. That's a lot of music. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like... uh, that's that's kind of uh, wow. That's yeah. amazing that you would go and yeah, you you guys would do that. Yeah. So I grew up in a in a conservative church in a like being in church all the time. It sounds like were your parents oh, yeah. in church like on Wednesdays and Thursdays and totally. It felt like there wasn't one night where we not in, we weren't in church. Okay. We just you know they'd have Bible studies or Koinonia so groups. When it came to of course Koinonia <laughs> groups, there you go. Throwback. <laughs> if you throw, well yeah, if it's Greek, you know it's good. Um. So when you when you were choosing to go to college, then it would have been a pretty simple decision for you. I would imagine you would have been around a bunch of peers who were like, "Well, I'm going to go to a Christian college." Yeah, I mean, my parents didn't have to twist my arm too much. Where did you go? I went to it's called Johnson University in Knoxville, Tennessee, but then it was called Johnson Bible College. Okay, and uh, I was at yeah, so I was at the youth conference. Yeah, um, and they made a call for anybody that thought about they want to go to ministry or maybe the Lord's leading them. Right, and I didn't stand up. And my youth pastor slapped me on the leg and said, you better stand up. I'm like, I don't know. So I stood up because, you know, to please my youth pastor, I loved him a lot. Yeah. And I was like, I'll just stand up, whatever. And then two months later, uh, I just knew that I needed to go and try it out. Yeah. You know, at least get some biblical teaching under my belt. Yeah. So I went and uh, there's a whole story, but um, I felt more comfortable going because my small group leader who was... I think he's seven years older than I am, was deciding to go back to college to be in ministry. So he's like, hey, go with me. Be, oh, wow. be my roommate. I'm like, okay. So we went together. So Johnson Bible College. Yeah. And what did you study? What was your, uh, what did you study there? I studied Bible, preaching, and student ministry. <laughs> I thought you were going to stop at Bible. I studied Bible. Oh, at the Bible College. Okay. You could like, everybody majored at this college in Bible. I bet. And then you can double okay. major. Did you find your wife there? I did not. Why not? Oh, come on. I know you're supposed to. Yeah, I, you don't ring it. by spring your money back. <laughs> yeah. There was this thing at our college that you, if you walked a girl around 
the cir- the circle. That was like that was that was like asking her to marry you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you never did it unless you're like this was the one. This was the one. Yeah. Did you ever make it around the circle? No. Did you ever make it halfway around the circle? No. I had a lot of growing up growing up to do Good. in college. Okay. Yeah. Good. So I didn't have time for that. Good. But four years was it? Four years? I went five. I did the victory lap. That a boy. Yeah. 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 So you finished. You got your degree. It was in Bible. All that kind of stuff. You come out and you're ready to be involved in ministry. Totally. But youth ministry. Yeah. That was specifically what you wanted to do. I did not know that going into college. But while in college, I really found God put in me a love for his word and students. I worked at this camp, a summer Christian camp for three summers in Indiana. Okay. And I, Was it a one that people would know? No. it Only people in Indiana. Okay. What's um, it called? It's called Camp Ileana. Camp what? Ileana. Ileana. Yeah, it's short for Indiana, Illinois. They just combine the word. <laughs> I used to work at a camp called Sambika, Sammamish Bible Camp. And they That's how they named it. Dude, what was going on in the minds of these people when they came up with names and stuff? I don't know. Well, we'll just take the first few letters of each word and make it into whatever. Sounds great. Sambika. <laughs> yeah. So I worked there in, in the... Uh, I really developed just a love for students and for them to know God's word and disciple them. So I'd go back to college each year and I got involved in a church and then I graduated with my degree in students and immediately wanted to be in a church. Okay. Work in a church with student ministry, yeah. So when was this? What year was it that you graduated? 2009. Okay. So 2009 rolls around, you graduate. Mm -hmm. Where do you work? Went to a church in Kentucky called Owensboro Christian Church. Owensburg Christian Church. Owensboro. Oh, Owensboro. Yeah, my fault. Owensboro. Did you like it? Loved it. Thought we'd thought we'd live there for the rest of our for a long time. Maybe the rest. Oh of wait, our wait. Lives. Who's we? Melissa, my wife. Okay, where'd you meet her? Because we it wasn't in Bible college. No, I didn't meet her till six years. Was she later. standing next to you at the at the burning of the Metallica, or no? Throw, throwing in her <laughs> salt and pepper. Salt and pepper. That's amazing. That's a throwback. Yeah. No, we. I actually didn't meet Melissa till six and year, six and a half years later when I was at Owensboro Christian Church. Okay. So I had six and a half years of being single. Okay. So you're single. You worship. You're single youth pastor. Yeah. That is an uncommon thing. It is because a lot of people when they want to hire a youth pastor, they're like, "Well, they better be married," because you start thinking about all the like, who it's going to be weird if they end up dating somebody or whatever. Totally. So you were a youth pastor, most eligible bachelor in the church, I would imagine. Felt like that. Did people, people always trying to hook you up with some, you know, I have a daughter and she's lovely. 100%. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, so was Melissa the first person that they tried to connect you with or is she later down the list? No one connected us. So... There was plenty of people trying to connect me with their granddaughter or, or daughter or friend's friend or whatever. Okay. Like, but no one connected. What was that like, by the way? Did you, I mean, I'm assuming that you'd get sick. I'm obviously sick of it a little bit. Or were you open sick. to it when somebody would say that? You'd be like, yeah, okay. In my mind, um, I felt just super called to student ministry. So and in a lot of ways, I f- like I get their heart. They wanted me to find someone that loved the Lord. Yeah. But it was it got kind of a little bit much, you know? Yeah. And then again, like, I didn't want to, it it couldn't be a waste of my time because I was just so focused on what the Lord wanted me to do. Yeah. And so I just, I remember hearing a sermon at my, at the church I went to in college and he talked about singleness 
And uh, it was like a good message for me to hear going into ministry yeah. to, to maximize your time. Like it's a gift as Paul says in first yeah, seven. So I just, yeah, I wanted to devote all my time I could to the Lord and to the students. He said it's a gift to be cherished and not a burden to carry. Exactly. It's not a disease. Yeah. No. By no means. Yeah. So um, I'm assuming then did the Melissa just sort of show out, show up uh, out of nowhere or you weren't expecting it at all and you're committing yourself to ministry and that kind of thing and then she just sort of, where'd you meet her? Yeah. It, it was very unexpected. I I was talking to an very early on talking with a girl that we possibly might date. And then that ended. And then the next week I met Melissa. She had just moved to the area. She's an English teacher. Okay. And her mom were trying to find a church. And I happened to be preaching that Sunday morning. And she wanted more information. So she came out to the lobby and we met. But the funny thing is I don't remember meeting her because I think I was, I think I got food poisoning. So in between each we had four services in between each service. I was yakking. Oh yeah. So I don't actually, you kept going. I kept going. I was, I I stayed in the bathroom where the, that is impressive. I don't remember it. I was so sick. I wonder if anyone else does. That's probably people's story. They probably have a story about their, their yakking pastor. They do. Yeah. Yeah. But that's when we first met. That's a tough, that's a, okay. You see feeling sick. (laughs) You meet her between, (laughs) between things and, and, she remembers it, but you don't remember it very well. I don't. And so, she's gracious. She's like, I get it. Yeah. Did you get, um, did she get involved in the church then? And that's how you got to know her? She did. Yeah. So at what point the, did you start thinking, okay, she's, she's somebody I'm interested in. Was it kind of right away? When I saw her involvement, um, we weren't even friends, but she, long story short, she started volunteering in the high school ministry while I was a high school pastor. Oh. And she was a small group leader, and I just saw her love for the Lord and love for his people. And and uh, and so how we got started was a text message. It's a very, it's a very good story. Okay. Yeah. Where you go? So I was texting her just honestly about just student stuff, like how's your experience? How can I serve and care for you? And I asked her. Were those your actual words? Something like that. How can I serve and care for you? Dot. Dot, 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 dot. Okay. It was genuinely, I didn't want to freak her out, but, you know, so it's honestly about ministry. And then, so I asked her like four questions and then she shot me back four answers to those questions. And then she added a fifth and it said, is there any good ice cream places in Owensboro? Oh, there's a softball. Thank you. Did she just lob that one right up? To you, that's what I felt. Did Did you say to her, "Yeah, there's a there's a great place down there. Uh, here's the map." <laughs> no, you said, "No, I'll show you one." I thought she was like you said. I thought she was giving me a door to open to ask her out. That a boy? Yeah, of course she was. So at the time, um, I just got out of like a not a relationship, but you know, I was just like, you know what? Again, this girl's gonna have to impress me to to give for me to give her any time. So <laughs> I know. It sounds very prideful, but <laughs> I was just so focused. Anyway. You're like The Bachelor, you know, on this show. Yeah. I've never watched it. <laughs> okay. So um, so I thought about it for a week, and then and I talked to one of my best friends about it, and he's like, yeah, man, just what's, what's one date going to hurt? You, you'll know. So I asked her out. I thought I, text asked, message? I thought I asked her out on the text message. Oh, you thought you did. So she thought I was just asking her to go out so I can get to know her on like a ministry 
basis? Oh, like? yeah. So she said yes. So we go out to eat. And I'm like, this is awesome. Like, she said yes to this date, and it's going so well. Like, we're getting to know each other. <laughs> she didn't know <laughs> she, she goes, why are you opening the door for me? I'm like, well, that's, yeah. Like, why are you paying for our food? I'm like, well, that's what you do. So we hang out for like three hours. I think it's going amazing. She thinks it's going amazing because she's just getting to know me. So we're pulling back in. I'm dropping her off at church. She lived like an hour away at the time. And I said, well, this is really fun. I'd love to hang out with you more. She goes, what? I said, I'd love to hang out with you more. She goes, this was a date? I said, 100%. It was a date. She goes, oh my gosh, I had no idea. <laughs> Does she know you're married? <laughs> so I uh, so I said, well, what do you want to do from here? Like, <laughs> then I'll say, yeah, good. Well, that was awkward. Yeah. But let's assume. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, what do you want to do? She's like, well. Let's go out again. I said, okay. Yeah. And then two years later, we got married. Wow. Yeah. Was there a big, what was the difference between the first one and the second one then? Did she show up a little bit more prepared? Yeah. Did she put on like, sorry, my mind is like racing with office episodes. Oh wait, date Mike. I've got to, <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. is it? <laughs> so uh, we went hiking because it was in the summer, springtime. Yeah. And I was just like, hey, there's some near park, there's some parks. Let's just, let's go hang out and eat after church yeah and so we just hiked around and got to know each more oh, good. each other more yeah two years later you're married we're married that's fantastic how long have you been married now we just passed five years oh congratulations yeah thanks. that's fantastic yeah it's great and uh do you have any kids no kids uh do you want to have kids we do we do we're uh right now just maximize our time maximizing yeah, totally. our time yeah, yeah so that's good yeah how did you end up at aurora well, like why are you harvest? You're still obviously you're married and she's with you at the same church, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So, we got married December 16th, December 18th of 16. We built a house in Kentucky because we thought we were going to live there for the rest of our lives for for a good time. We loved it there. We loved the church, we loved the people, loved the city and um Landon McDonald, who was the previous student uh leader here. Um, we had exchanged emails for years about a few things <coughs> concerning youth ministry. And a couple of times he reached out and said, hey, like, we have a few positions here. Would you want to come? And I'm like, eh, I just met this awesome girl. I'm not trying to leave her, you know, and we're just not ready. And so he reached out one more time. And so we came and visited in May of 2017. And when we came here, we were just like, yeah, we know. That's a big move. It's a very big move. Like you grew up in that, in, in kind of, Tennessee, Kentucky, that area, right. and you live there your whole life, and then all of a sudden you're kind of like, well, I'm going to go up with those Northerners, up with the Yankees. Yeah. And that would have been an interesting change for you. What did you notice about Chicago when you first came? It's way colder. <laughs> way colder. Did you come in the winter or in the summer? We came in the summer. Okay. But everybody was telling us to, to buckle up. And? It was they hard. were right. Yeah, they were hard. It was, it's been, it's yeah. It's colder. It's cold. <laughs> You okay. know, you know. I do, I do. I haven't actually minded the cold that much so far. So, okay. but people keep telling me, "Yeah, wait till you have three months of it," which I can totally believe. Yeah. Um, but you you've been here. You started as a youth pastor at at Aurora at Correct. our Aurora campus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you were there for how long before? Because you're not the youth pastor there now. No. So we, I was in that position for just over two years, and then what was the best part of it? The students. Yeah. 
students what about and the families. Yeah, they they totally embraced. Was Aurora school. a place that uh, you felt comfortable? Was it similar to where you came from? You know, kind of outskirts of a big city, or yeah, it, Aurora reminds us a little bit about Kentucky, where we used to live for sure. It's the it's corn, it's the, yeah, the corn, the country. Yeah. yeah, even where our neighborhood, where we live now, and where we lived in Kentucky, it's very similar. Okay, next to corn. Yeah, they're two years two youth years. pastoring, and then, and then my previous. Boss um, resigned, and me and another pastor at our campus at the time were asked to step up and lead the campus. That's when all the hurt was going on at Harvest. Yeah. So, and you said yes. I said yes. Did you think about saying no? Yeah, honestly. So, what made the difference between the yes and no? We didn't feel released. Really? Like, like in your gut? Yeah, Melissa and I didn't feel released. Were you? You praying about it and stuff, and like what was going on in your heart? Like you're feeling, you feel sick or something? No, um, honestly, we were just kind of like sheep without a shepherd, you know. Like okay. a lot of people were leaving, and we we're just like we love these people so much, and uh, they welcomed us as strangers from a different area, yeah. and we felt nothing but love, and we wanted to do all we could to be helpful and to maybe help sustain. In, in a time of hurt. That's good. And so that was in 2019. 2019. Yeah. So you've been the campus pastor there for the last two years, basically through COVID. Through COVID. So you're like a COVID campus pastor. COVID campus pastor. Okay. What's been the hardest part about being a campus pastor? The hardest thing about being, that's a good question. You can also tell me the best thing. What Like what, the thing that's different, you know, youth ministry is a, it, it is its own beast, right? But right. and you become a campus pastor, you're kind of responsible for everything else now. It was that a, I'm assuming it was a good shift for you. It's a good shift. I mean, I love what I'm doing. I yeah. love being around people and seeing them discipled and raising up new leaders and hearing God work stories all the time. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite thing to do then in ministry? Connect with people. Okay. I love people. People person. Okay. Hanging out with them and. And visiting with them and talking and caring, praying, mutual ministry. Okay. I love that. I love that. You like preaching? I do. I wouldn't say it's like like the number one gift or strength that God's given me. But when you get a chance to preach though on weekends when the guy who normally preaches gives you like, you know, the week after Christmas or something. <laughs> do you, you you're excited about it? Yeah. All right. Excited, yeah. What's the hardest part about doing it? About preaching? No, about the about campus pastor. Campus pastor. Um, it's a really good question, actually. Stick through the seasons that we've gone through. I think the hardest thing is is seeing people leave that okay. you that you've poured your life into love, you know, and it's okay. Like sometimes people need to move on, but it's hard to see people leave. Leave disgruntled or leave generally? Both. Okay. Yeah. It's like even if somebody leaves, but they're happy and stuff, and they're, but they're like, you know, hey, we're just moving on to another time in their life. You just find that really, do- it's hard to. I do, because I'm such a relationship kind of guy, you know. And Yeah. Yeah, so that's hard. I, yeah. bet it, I bet it is. And there's things that like, you know, like organization is not, you know, a strength of mine, and that's more in the, the day-to-day stuff. But yeah. You don't like organizing things. No. Not too much. 
people person. You said I've you and I've eaten lunch together. It's always one of my more enjoyable lunches. You're a very easy guy to know, talk to. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy them too. So I really like the Aurora campus. I think it's a lot, it's a lot of fun down there. We love having you, man. Yeah, I know. So what some, a lot of people wouldn't know is that our Aurora campus, in terms of our staff, is the most racially diverse campus out of all of them. And our staff. Probably one of them, yeah. Right, because you have an Asian, Asian heritage. Mm-hmm. You hired a, a guy who you say exists. His name's Monet. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. I just uh, think it's weird that you picked out a painter's not name. That's kind of, You know what I mean? It's like... When I asked you, oh, who's the guy that's going to be the youth guy? It's like you looked up at your, you were like, oh, uh, and then you looked up at the wall and you saw a Monet. You're like, a Monet. Monet, yeah. That's how, that's because how I didn't see him for the first several, like several weeks. I thought you were lying to me about whether he existed or not. Right. But he's a good dude. He's great. And uh, he, he came from the city. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Him and his wife, they've been. They've and he's been got great. a background. He's from uh, Thailand. Forget where he's from. He's they're Hmong. Yeah, he's from. I think anyway. Yeah, yeah, from yeah, I think some somewhere down in Southeast Asia there. So uh, he's there, but then you have other uh, you you have other ethnicities on your staff as well. Yeah, so we have an admin that's Chinese, mm-hmm. and then we have some families that are on staff that are biracial. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. I mean, yeah. I love going down there and seeing. The many colored and cultured people. It's awesome. Yeah. I really enjoy it a lot. You like working with this team, though? You have to say yes. Uh, yeah. I think this is going to be broadcast, so. Yeah, I feel obligated to say yes. Yeah, I bet you I bet you do. What's the best part of working with them? Um, they love the Lord, and they love his church, and yeah. they, they work hard. Hey, speaking of ra- like racial backgrounds and stuff, you're, you're an interesting story in that you grew up in a, a white home mm-hmm. to white parents, but you have Korean skin. Totally. And heritage. So was that ever weird for you? It was. When I say weird, do you know what I mean? There's a yeah. lot. I mean, it would be, do you ever have questions about your identity or like that kind of thing? Or was it more that you were pretty secure in yourself, but others would say things to you? I, it was different. I remember having the epiphany of, oh, I don't look like my parents, you know? And they were never, they were always truthful about our story. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I faced a lot of racism, especially early on, and that that was hurtful. And um, I saw a psychiatrist for seven years. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, all through middle school and high school. So uh, because, of the, because of, like, racial tensions, because people were being racist toward you. Early on in elementary, for sure. Okay. Was and it then, just the kids were pointing things out, or the, were they using, like, slurs and things against? Yeah, both a little bit. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. In elementary school? Elementary school. Sorry, it fit, this fits the horrible stereotype I have in my ha- head about the South. So I'm not trying not to. <laughs> no, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. It was a, a private Christian school. and, and so That's it, even it was, worse. It was tough. It was tough. Yeah. It's tough. And, you know, it, yeah. And then, you know, in fifth grade, so all that was going on. And then um, I was also diagnosed with ADD. Oh, yeah. And so it was just uh, the perfect storm. And so I, flun- I ended up flunking out of that private Christian school. Um, the principal said some pretty hurtful things to me and my family, and oh. and so uh, that's that's really the reason why I saw a psychiatrist. But yeah, like it was, you know, adoption stories are are awesome because it's a reflection of the gospel how God adopts us into His family. And uh, what many people don't realize is that adopted families 
or families that adopt, they go through a lot of struggles too with, like you said, identity and security. And, you know, there's a, yeah, for my brother and I, there's always going to be a little bit of a hole in our heart to, you know, like, why did our parents yeah. give us up? Why did my parents decide to, you know, put us up for adoption? Why didn't they want us? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. You are such an interesting dude. <laughs> I mean it. I love it. How old are you now? 30? 36. 36 years old. Yeah. You know, you could be president of the, no, you can't. You weren't born here. I wasn't born here. Yeah. I'm I was going to say that 35 is the year that you can become president. So, yeah. but apparently you weren't born here. So that's off the table. I don't know what you're going to do now with your future. <laughs> hey, I've got a whole bunch. I'm, listen, I'm going to do a lightning round because I'm very interested now. Given all your story, there's a whole bunch of weird, stupid things I want to ask you. Let's do it. Now, uh, the best 1990s band. Oh, gosh. My, my the best one. Come on. The best one. Gosh, I'm gonna say Incubus because that was my favorite. Inc- yeah. Incubus, yeah, it's my favorite. Okay, yeah. Uh, how long do you do you do you still run outside here? I do. Where? Where there's not snow and ice. Do you run during the winter? I do. Year round runner. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any other like exercise routines that you do during the year during the cold seasons? Um, I do strength and conditioning stuff, but. I, how, I, much do you, I run. how much do you bench? <laughs> I probably couldn't put up 100 pounds right now. Okay. Yeah. How much is the most you've ever benched? Uh, Probably around 180. Liar. Did you, whatever, you, you weigh like 120. Stop it. <laughs> Absolutely stop it. Uh, Have you ever had not had facial hair as an adult? I haven't. You've always had facial hair? Since college, I've had this little chin thing going on there chin strap all right yeah what's the worst facial hair you've had mustache oh that was just a mustache that was like a, can a you college please, november can you please thing. regrow it so i can see it nobody Do you wants have pictures nobody wants that i want to see the pictures we don't have pictures oh. i did not grow up with the iphone so no one has no one will have those pictures you would be magnificent with a mustache <laughs> <laughs> you would see me like oh wow. out of my presence shave that <laughs> John Bell, you're a delight. Thank you so much for sitting in and talking to me. Yeah, thanks for Spending having me. The, the last little bit, um, I just thank God for His work in your life and all the ways that He's, yeah, you know, led you to be here and, and what He's doing with you now. I know that, like, whenever I go down to the Aurora campus, everybody adores you and thinks you're wonderful. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I know your feeling for them is the same. Yeah. So it's just a delight to have you here as part of Harvest. Well, thank you. Glad you're here. <laughs> you have to say that. Thank you. Um, yeah, for the rest of you, we'll catch you next time. Welcome to season two.